the Public News Service Doe Newscast, February the 8th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. New research shows that 6 in 10 Florida community college students drop out before they finish, even with good grades and only a few credits shy of graduation. University of Florida researchers surveyed 27,000 former community college students in the state and found tuition and fees, living expenses, and no longer being eligible for financial aid were the top reasons for not finishing. Madeline Pumariega is president of Miami-Dade College, with the largest undergraduate enrollment of any college in the country. She says about 85% of her students also work and have to balance jobs and family with their studies. So her her school offers a number of ways to boost retention. Via stipends and other financial aid so that maybe they don't have to work while they study and they can focus their efforts to be a full-time student. We know if you're full-time, you tend to complete your degree faster. Nationally, about 10% of all students who leave college without a degree are only a few credits shy of graduation. Pumariega says in Florida, those with 12 or fewer Credit hours remaining can apply for the Last Mile Scholarship, a waiver program to help them complete their first associate or baccalaureate degree. I'm Tremel Gomes. In the study, 17% of former students said a health emergency contributed to their early exit. Election Day 2022 is still nine months off, but Texans already are choosing their candidates in the nation's first primary that could be a bellwether for the rest of the country. John Vasquez with AARP Texas says there are three ways to vote next month. On the day of the primary, March 1st, voting by mail, which has restrictions and requires applying for a ballot, and early in-person voting that begins in just a few days. In-person voting begins February 14th and will go until Friday, February 25th. And mail-in ballot is due by February 18th. If you're going to do that, you've got to move on that very quickly now. As far as the governor's race, there are eight Republican candidates on the primary ballot and five on the Democratic ballot. But the front runners are current Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, and former Congressman Beto O'Rourke, a Democrat. I'm Roz Brown. Changes to Texas voter laws include a ban on drive-through and 24-hour early voting and stricter requirements when assisting a voter with their ballot. Now for the New York Times. The Supreme Court Monday reinstated an Alabama congressional map that a lower court had said diluted the power of black voters, suggesting the court was poised to become more skeptical of challenges to voting maps based on claims of race discrimination. The vote? Five to four, with Chief Justice John Roberts joining the court's three liberal members in dissent. This is PNS. A new report shows the financial supports made available in the pandemic have led to a direct reduction of poverty in states like Massachusetts. From expanded unemployment benefits and the child tax credit payments to increases in food assistance, the report says these targeted benefits have shown there's a way to cut childhood poverty in half. Report author Nancy Wagman with the Massachusetts Budget and Policy Center says today's poverty and racial disparities are partly a result of past policies. She cites decades of low wages, housing discrimination, and denying black veterans GI benefits after World War II and says major investments are needed to reverse those impacts. There's really an opportunity to learn from some of these investments during the pandemic emergency that we can take and move forward. We can ensure that every family, regardless of their immigration status, has enough to make ends meet. 
In addition to federal supports, Wagman says the state has a role as well to help promote building generational wealth through supporting small businesses, home ownership programs, or student debt cancellation, for instance. She adds Massachusetts should invest in universal child care, make sure schools are well-funded, and address the root causes of unaffordable and unstable housing. I'm Lily Bolke, reporting. And during Black History Month, North Dakota teachers highlight the work of iconic figures like Martin Luther King Jr., but the state is also one of the several now banning curricula related to critical race theory, prompting broader concerns among educators. Last fall, North Dakota joined the movement of conservative-led states in banning teaching about the lasting effects of systemic racism. State education officials note it doesn't limit this month's teachings and that standards cover issues like social responses to inequality. Nick Archuleta with the Educator Union North Dakota United has confidence in the standards, but thinks the law isn't necessary. Everybody should be in favor of teaching the truth about American history. And if that involves teaching some things that doesn't put us in a flattering light, so be it. It's still history and it's still the truth. Opponents also note the concept of critical race theory was designed for college classrooms. I'm Mike Moen. Finally, our Nadia Romligon tells us West Virginia farmer Jason Tarrett says the Montana state is fertile territory for budding farm producers. Black farmer Tart sees his role as both developing economic opportunity through farming and supporting other black farmers in West Virginia. Also a military veteran, Tart is now growing fruit trees on what was formerly logging land. I'm working on a project with West Virginia State University to put in an apple orchard. They're going to be grafting and, and putting in a, several varieties of apples and try to encourage orcharding in Appalachia again. Tart says the state has plentiful maple trees, which he sees as an overlooked market in West Virginia. This is by Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on radio stations big and small. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.